Welcome to the River City 360 Road Trip. Today we're heading out to St. Pierre Jolie, Manitoba, where we visited the St. Pierre Jolie Museum. Let's go. My name is Roland Gagné. I'm fourth generation Saint Pierre Jolie. I'm a volunteer here at the Saint Pierre Jolie Museum, and right now I'm holding the spot of president. But I'm sure somebody will be taking it soon. So, Roland, just maybe describe for us. Uh, we just kind of went on a tour of the Saint Pierre Jolie Museum and grounds, and just describe what people can expect to find when they when they first come here. Well, first of all, is that St. Pierre Jolie and the DeSalberry municipality, this is the grounds of the Métis for wintering. And it's the Rat River Métis that, uh, that established themselves here. And that's how St. Pierre Jolie became into existence, as well as the parish of St. Malo and the small communities of Otterburn, Cary, Dufras, etc. And you just kind of took us for a tour through the sugar shack and everything. That's probably what people would most recognize if they go to uh, if they go to Festival du Voyageur. Tell us how that all got started about 30 years ago. Sure. Well, first of all, a lot of people didn't know that the sugar shack in, in, in at the Festival du Voyageur during the winter is belongs to the uh, to the Museum of Saint Pierre Jolie. Way back when, 30 years ago, is that um, the theme to try to pay off the mortgage was that let's get uh, a, a traditional Quebec sugar uh, sugaring off festival happening to try to raise money to pay off the mortgage. And then we were invited to the Festival du Voyageur, and that's how it all started. This is kind of a, a, a very important part of Manitoba's origin, original settlement and everything like that. Why is it important to keep those stories alive as you uh, kind of tell these stories as you as you walk through the grounds here? It's um, nowadays it's just too um, it's too easy to forget like where are we from and why are we here in, on this land in Winnipeg and in Manitoba. Um, the Métis, of course, uh, wouldn't have been able to survive without the Aboriginals. So if you take a look at the partnership that they had, you know, with uh, Fort uh, Douglas and uh, Fort uh, the Northwest Company, is that without the help of the local people back then and their generosity, we would have never have been able to live on this land. And for here, the on the Rat River, which was the wintering grounds for the Métis from St. Norbert, St. Boniface and St. Vital, uh, it was a spot of uh, beauty and abundance, not only in animals for food, but also for uh, woods, etc. And uh, it's important to keep that history alive. You said you were a fourth generationer from from this area. What has changed over over your lifetime, and what has stayed the same that you, that you're glad is still similar? Well, over here, we're lucky enough that I grew up in a small French outside Quebec. Franco-Manitoban community and we've been able to hold our own in regards to keeping our language and our religion uh, freely without any concerns without any worries about um, you know people criticizing or anything um, throughout that I've throughout my existence is that we've seen a lot of commuters move here but they're moving because they want their children to come to the French school or to the bilingual school and to be able to learn that second language. And we see there's a lot of new faces in town, but we still have those original families that are here. And how, how is it 
it's kind of a unique blend of old and new. You know, there's new people coming in, but there's still the traditions here. How do you think that that, uh, that combination lends itself to the sort of uh, the ongoing prosperity of the, of the town? Well, that's, uh, you know, that's a, that's a really good point because what we need to do for the, for the new arrivals is that we almost have to uh, explain to them that how important it is to become part of the community and to support your community and to shop local as much as you can. We can't prevent the shopping local because of the prices at uh, Sobe and Walmart and all this. But what they can do, they can expand their, you know, their shopping by an extra 10% here in town. And that's going to make a difference because it creates jobs and also it creates businesses that we can use because otherwise the businesses are going to close. And a community as well. I think that's kind of a, it's almost like a national trend now. People are starting to understand the value of buying local and the importance of sort of the neighborly connection when, you know, you sell sell me your goods and I'll sell you mine and we'll kind of create a little community here. And it's kind of, you you feel that when you're you're around here. That's right. And that's exactly what we hope. And, And that's why, like, no matter what, like I've done lots of traveling throughout throughout my business career and whenever I'd go to a small town I usually I'd have a meal there I'd fill up there I'd always do something to just to leave a few tracks of dollars in that small community and if, and if more people would do that the more healthier of an environment we would be so when people come to Saint Pierre Jolie Museum what's something that surprises you about how they react to the to the grounds and to the exhibits and to everything that they see they would never they would never know from the street that we've got this green park and beautiful environment in the back here you know from our historical metis house to our our um, our um, our maple tree uh, sanctuary that we're creating and then after the little bit of history that we're trying to keep of businesses past and of course our sugaring off and being able to make our own uh, our own maple syrup there's a lot to do here. There's there's a there's a lot to do. But the crowing trail, it's an amazing trail and we have people from across the world that will come in and they will follow this trail. As crazy as it seems, uh, during the winter we have Epic. It's a cycling bice- uh, bicycle race and last year I think they had over 200 participants from across the world. I mean, it's a little piece of Canadian history when you walk down the path and think about the different people who literally traveled there bringing their buffalo pelts and bringing their supplies to and fro Winnipeg and and back. Well, I guess it wasn't even Winnipeg at that time. It was St. Norbert and St. Boniface and stuff. Um, you mentioned the, um, the maple tree sanctuary that was just um, planted. What are you hoping that this whole grounds is like when those are at their 30 feet height like what do you what do you what do you see in the next 25 years for for uh, St. Pierre Jolie well definitely the maple maple syrup will be flowing uh, but again w- once those canopies are established it's going to be just another park like grounds to be able to you know to be able to come and relax and to enjoy uh, we also have like we're looking at a butterfly sanctuary now and you know we're just looking on the echo side as well as the you know and it's not money generating because it's hard to you know to make money when you the products are 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 not high in value but it's just that it's the enjoyment it's the quality of life that they're going to offer it's going to be amazing here in St. Pierre it's not necessarily for profit it's just to sustain just to be able to survive because otherwise if we would have lost the convent and this three acre partial that's in the middle of town that's a it's a it's a green green park 
is that it would have went to private grounds and, and the people wouldn't be able to use it the way they do now. So for those of us listening in Winnipeg who have maybe never been out this way, what would you tell them as far as a little sales pitch of like, come on down and check things out? Well, first of all, is that we've got the best thrift store in Manitoba. Uh, our thrift store that we have is all volunteer-based, and last year they gave back to the community in excess of $115,000. So it's all grant-driven based on values that will help people. And I know the thrift store, they helped us last year with our major project as well as the Winnipeg Foundation, And is that without those helps, we wouldn't be able to keep these small-town museums alive. And... That's the whole idea behind it. So if you're a thrifter, if you like that small town, a little bit slower, a little quieter, come on down for sure. Is there any events coming up that you'd like to tell people about that are happening in the next couple months? Yes, yeah, there is. Uh, actually, we're going to have a corn roast uh, this September. And what it is, it's a historical corn roast, and everything is based through, through uh, on the theme of the Rat River Métis. And the Gouley House is open, and we've got fiddlers, and we've got fresh corn. And it's a free event that's excellent for the family. And it's the weekend of, I think it's uh, September 18th, I think. But it'll be on our website. I'll make sure it's on the website. So you can go to, the, if you Google the Musée Saint-Pierre-Jolie, Saint-Pierre-Jolie Museum, you'll be able to find it and uh, you'll get the dates. And it's just a nice free event. Uh, you know, it's just for a few hours and it's worthwhile to come down to our community. Come on down, experience good old-fashioned community and uh, just get a little slice of comfortable life, I guess. Roland, thank you very much for uh, joining us today and taking us on its tour and everything that you've uh, taught us today about St. Pierre Jolie. Well, thank you so much for coming to visit us. And now you know that you're officially invited anytime to our to our sanctuary here down south, 35 miles south on Highway 59. Thanks. Thanks for coming on the RC360 Road Trip. We'll see you next week, same time, different place.